welcome to this episode of The Real World. Today, I'm joined by Abigail Kay, a partner here at DJB and retail specialist. In this episode, we are going to be discussing the retail landscape from 2022 and what the sector has looked like over the past 12 months, as well as taking a brief look forward to the coming year and what we might expect to see. So welcome, Abby. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Lizzie. Thank you for joining me today to talk about the, I guess, the retail world over the last 12 months and look forward a little bit to 2023 about what's happening in the sector um, and just paint a bit of a picture of, of the retail world at the moment, I suppose. So my first question for you, obviously, the last 12 months has majoritively been kind of post pandemic. Uh, we've come out of the lockdowns. What have the main themes been in the retail sector? Well, it's fair to say that during and post-pandemic, there was a great deal of negative news surrounding the high street, with numerous store closures and retailers going into administration. We've seen some retailers continuing to close shops and reduce the size of their portfolios in order to move investments to their online businesses. Rising costs have made physical stores less appealing for some retailers. H&M being a recent example of this, who have shuttered one in five of its stores in the UK with the aim of cutting costs. Post-pandemic, however, we have seen businesses starting to put their faith back into bricks and mortar, and we've read about some retailers' ambitious expansion plans. Examples include Aldi, Lidl, Ted Baker, Screwfix and Amazon Fresh. So all in all, we have been witnessing indications of positive activity in the retail sector. And to give some examples published in the Times and Global Data, Next has posted better than expected full price sales and is on course to meet its profit target for the full year. WH Smith has reported pre-tax profits for the year to the end of August. And M&S has reported a strong trading performance for the first half of the financial year. We've seen that Primark is planning to invest £140 million in its shops over the next couple of years, and Poundland is opening eight new stores in one day in the run-up to Christmas, as well as relocating and extending others. And according to Barclay Card payments, there was a 5% increase in the volume of payments made on the recent Cyber Monday compared to last year. Despite all that, the, the cost of living, the energy crisis, soaring inflation, together with the war in the Ukraine, the retail industry has been rocked once again. So obviously, the, the overall picture you're painting is that there's a positive trend in kind of retail activity. But you also mentioned at the end there, the energy crisis is a key theme that's actually affecting the retail sector. How do increasing prices impact retail businesses and store viability, do you think? The energy crisis is going to have serious implications for businesses in the UK. There are various ways that it will affect retailers. The increase in energy bills may force businesses to close or prevent them from growing further. And linked to that burden on expansion will be the difficulty in accessing finance due to inflation. There's also been talk in the press of potential power cuts, which can be overcome by installing systems that keep power running in the event of a cut but would be disruptive and costly to businesses nonetheless. The impact of the energy crisis on the supply chain and the effect that this will have on operations has been of great concern for retailers. 
However, we have recently seen that many retailers' warehouses are currently overloaded with stock as the supply chain issues have eased and lead times are normalising. The Times recently reported that ASOS, for example, has over £1 billion of unsold stock currently in its warehouses, an increase of 34% from last year. That aside, it's imperative that businesses need to make plans now to minimise any disruption caused by the energy crisis. With energy prices increasing, are retail businesses making more of a move to become sustainable, do you think? Many retailers are striving to achieve strong sustainability credentials. And we've seen Aldi recently open an eco-concept store where customers can deposit items that are hard to recycle. And retailers such as L'Occitan and Body Shop introducing refill stations into their stores. Waitrose is also looking to address the problem of rising energy bills by implementing heat pumps powered by zero carbon renewable energy throughout all their supermarkets. But the question is whether initiatives like these are enough. Interestingly, in in France, legislation has been brought in recently which forces all air-conditioned shops to shut their doors and switch off overnight illuminated advertising. Businesses which break the ban will face a a €750 fine. Also, in January this year, France adopted the Climate and Resilience Law, which put an obligation on manufacturers to inform the consumer at the time of purchase of the environmental characteristics of products something that is becoming increasingly important to the consumer. And it'll be interesting to see whether similar legislation and restrictions like these will be brought into the UK. Excellent, thank you. You mentioned um, the importance of environmental characteristics to the consumer. Um, But talking about the consumer again, the raise in, in the energy price cap has also had an impact on them as well as businesses. So along with that and increasing inflation that you mentioned earlier and the cost of living crisis, how are consumer trends as well as retailers reacting? The increase in energy costs is very much an issue of concern for both retailers and consumers. Now that we're facing another rise in the energy cap, times ahead are going to be tough for everyone. Along with increasing inflation and the cost of living crisis, this is bound to have an effect on consumer trends in the future. The real estate market is driven by consumer confidence and recent events have had a huge impact on confidence levels. Not just the rise in the energy price cap, but soaring inflation, which we saw at a 41-year high in October, an increase in taxes following the autumn statement, all of which mean that costs are rising across the board from food and energy to commodities and fuel. Unsurprisingly, this is having a negative impact on retailers as well as the consumer. As a result, consumers are becoming cost conscious and some retailers are reacting and changing business strategies. Some retailers are reacting to the current issues in order to protect their own staff. River Island has introduced care packages for staff to support them during the cost of living crisis. Um, The care packages including free breakfasts and lunches at head office, free hygiene packs and bathrooms and Dreams, they're also introducing a financial and wellbeing package for its staff for the run up to Christmas, including bringing forward its annual pay increase to December 2022 
and IKEA has recently invested £12 million into cost of living support for its UK staff, including one month salary bonus before Christmas and an average pay increase for staff of 6%. In reaction to cost-conscious consumers, retailers like Superdrug have started to make own brand products at competitive prices and is planning on introducing price freeze on over 100, 100 of its own brand products in a bid to retain customers. The current situation is bound to have a negative impact on Christmas trade. Recent research shows that unsurprisingly, half of shoppers are looking to cut their Christmas spend and cost conscious consumers will no doubt be looking for bargains. So despite the rise in consumer confidence that we saw post pandemic, Christmas on the high street is bound to take a hit. And you mentioned consumer confidence, um, which clearly the market depends on. What are the likely future trends in that regard? Online growth continues to be crucial to retail success. Figures from the Office for National Statistics show that online sales peaked at almost 38% of sales in January 2021. And there's little sign of these coming back to pre-pandemic levels. But ever more important is the need to remain relevant with the fast pace of changing technology. Another trend emerging is the shift in power between the consumer and the retailer. Historically, retailers have used strong marketing campaigns to tell consumers what they want to buy and how to attract their attention, to create a desire to purchase something. But it's now the consumer who is starting to hold the power with the use of technology. Consumers are using social platforms to make their choices, which moves away from marketing methods traditionally used by retailers. Another rising trend for consumers is concept stores. These stores are a reimagining of a traditional physical store, appealing to certain lifestyles. They go beyond simply selling products with the aim of fully engaging the consumer with the brand. And the consumers want to physically enter stores, but whilst there, they want to use their phones to research competitive prices or find similar products elsewhere and are increasingly expecting an in-store experience. Sephora has understood the importance of this trend by introducing skin tone matching technology and live beauty chats. And another example of this is Size, who have recently opened a concept store in Liverpool One, featuring digital installations, transactional integrated kiosks, with an emphasis being on the customer's experience. It is clear that those retailers who stay relevant to the current technology and understand the consumer's changing needs and expectations will be those that succeed. And another recent thing which has obviously been very central to a lot of a lot of people in real estate um, but also of course for retailers is the autumn budget. Um, what in terms of that that recently announced budget along with uncertain economic stability what do you think this means for retailers? The autumn statement was positive for retailers. The government confirmed its objective to bring inflation down, which is damaging for consumer confidence and a major threat to the UK economy. On business rates and the transitional relief, it appears that the government has finally taken heed to the concerns of retailers who have been calling for a reform to the system for some time now. On, on rates, the government has decided to go ahead with the revaluation in April 2023 and the government confirmed that it will scrap the downwards phasing of transitional relief, meaning that rates 
moving forward will reflect market conditions. The government's draft rating list for 2023 revaluation, which was it was published pursuant to the autumn statement, shows that the retail sector on, on average will see a 10% decrease in rateable value, which is obviously good news for retailers. They will see a decrease in their rates bills in April 2023. It's only the first step to reform, but a positive indicator that the government is listening to the concerns of retailers and starting to give some reassurance. Following on from the autumn budget, consumer confidence has risen slightly. The GFK Consumer Confidence Barometer rose three points in November, increasing for the second month in a row since September. However, it is unlikely that Christmas sales figures will be back to those pre-pandemic. Thank you. That's great. So just to summarise then, in short, what's the overall picture that we're seeing? As we've discussed, various recent events have had a negative impact on the retail industry, rising inflation, rising energy prices, the pandemic and the war in Ukraine. And as a result of all of that, one thing that has become clear and what retailers should have learned is that they need to be in a position to deal with any future shocks like those that we've seen over the last two to three years. And control strategies will need to be put in place to mitigate risk in order to survive the tough winter months ahead that we are no doubt going to experience. Thank you very much, Abby, and thank you for listening. We'll see you again in our next episode.